Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today we're going to finish up with part three of Picky Kids. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. You guys being parents, and like you said, watching the label sometimes, at least sometimes, not all the time, right. but looking every now and then to see what you're actually giving to your children is a great step in the right direction just in general again it doesn't have to be a everybody in the house needs to be vegan it's just you know are you aware of what you're eating and you know can you live with it i follow um this woman on instagram and she is in her 60s i think she's in her 60s like later 60s Mm -hmm. i believe and she eats, she and her husband, who was in his 70s, um, I believe, eat only raw foods. So they... Like went, a raw veg diet. Yes. They juice. Okay. Um, and they eat, at, she, she said they eat pretty much everything raw unless the sun cooks it. So, but needless to say, they look amazing amazing and she like does yoga she like posts these pictures and she looks better than like some 30 or 40 year olds you know walking around she they just look amazing so it just really goes to show what the food can do to our bodies it's really incredible the effect that it has on our appearance our moods you know just all of that and people will see that same person like you're talking about and they'll decide, uh, especially nowadays with social media, they want everything to be a challenge, everything to be a goal, like relationship mm-hmm. goals or body goals or whatever. And they'll expect that to happen in a month, a year, two years. Like that stuff took, you know, a decade or more of, right. of lifestyle changes and, and habits created in order to get those kind of results. And people think at age 50, when you've been eating cheeseburgers and, and chicken nuggets your whole life, that you're suddenly going to go to that type of diet and then next year I'm going to be you're ready for my great, swimsuit right. and it don't work out like that and they get discouraged and, and revert back. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that, like we were saying, preparing, preparing for the future, which is why we're talking about kids, preparing your kids just with the knowledge. I mean, they can ask for whatever they want to ask for, but moving forward past their teenage years knowing that there will be consequences for what you've been eating and you just have to be okay with living with them or starting from where you are don't get discouraged based off of well i don't feel great this year and i'm about to be 30 i'll never be any better like no you can get better yeah that's that's huge i i completely agree with that it doesn't matter you know how long just like what you said it's not going to happen overnight if you stick with it you will you can really make a difference in your health i love who is it dr savy and uh Daniel kind of introduced me to him, just what he was about and his beliefs and things, but he healed people with with food. To me, it's amazing, and I've read several things that talk about, you know, you can heal pretty much any illness through food. Well, you brought up Dr. Savy, and um, he was talking about something that he had eaten, and he said, I'm around. Oh my gosh. And um, so so I looked it up, started it to seed. And it grows, it grows into a flower. Ancient, it's an ancient grain. Okay. Found it at Kroger. Kroger no longer carries it, so I get it at a Whole Foods store. But I bring it up because I make a porridge out of it, and it's just loaded with 
health benefits. Like a half a cup of it basically gives you like all the, I forgot which mineral, but it's loaded with not only minerals, iron, but vitamins. Right? If there's iron in it and, and other, it's delicious. It's delicious. And that's the one food that I love to make on a Saturday morning because mm. I know Dion's going to gobble it up. Dion loves mm. it. You know, All so, the girls love it. So I love the different things. I, you know, Especially Amaranth. I love when I can make a meal and I know that, man, like I'm, they're, they're eating yeah. straight sunshine right yeah. you know, so. Let, let me ask you this too. Have you, have you ever snuck anything into their meal that they wouldn't necessarily eat if they knew it was in there? Oh, I don't uh, know that I... Have you? Yeah, I forgot. I don't remember what I put it in, but I have flaxseed powder. Oh, I remember that. That I will put in smoothies and mm-hmm. and Dion. That's like when she started to take a turn towards the pickiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went ahead and dusted it with flaxseed <laughs> 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 He ain't gonna taste right. it. Yeah. But that's the one thing I can remember is that. But she's so present. I, exactly. You can't get past, you can't really get things like that past her. <laughs> I don't remember my parents ever putting something in there. Mom catered to what I liked and dad tried to get me to force or tried yeah. to force me to eat certain stuff. So he would tell me everything that was in it and then he would sit there and watch me until I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh it didn't matter if he put it in there and I didn't want to eat it or not. I don't think my parents ever had to do that with me because I don't remember being picky at all, really. I pretty much ate what I was given. No problem. I just like to eat. I still like to eat. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think my mom, you know, as she continued to get better with her cooking skills, I feel like in my late teenage years, she stopped cooking cabbage down as much i feel like when i was younger cabbage used to be a lot softer and i didn't care for it it was like i put that right there with the corn like i know i gotta put it on my plate but i really don't want to but it was a certain point where it started to have a crunch to it and i liked it better that Mm -hmm. way and then i learned that there's texture and there's minerals still left Mm -hmm. you know embrace that texture because it's i talked about that back in episode six so in episode six i talk about not overcooking your vegetables so a lot of people especially in the households that we've grown up being african-american tend to stew down vegetables or overly cook them until they're soft why i never really got if this was a texture thing or they were just adding so many seasonings to them because there was you know we add bacon to this and you know you got to add yeah. smoked ham hocks and turkey and something had to be yeah something had to be braised with it for hours instead of it just being cooked to keep the life and the uh the nutritional value in it nobody really wanted crunchy green beans and like you said with the cabbage it was always cooked down more and greens couldn't really tell what they originally looked like by the time they were finished cooking so yeah. they were always really wilted down right. and right. they you know we were and sometimes we had to be involved in some of these things, picking greens and, you know, corn and stuff. Right. And But the end result of what we would have was not the amount of work that we put in. Mm-hmm. So you had tubs and tubs and crates of greens only to equal one little pot. Yeah. You'd be like, where, how, where did all the nutritional value go down. to? I That's right. funny because I um, remember, like, the first time I actually saw greens in a store. Mm. 
And I was like, oh, that's what they look like? I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know because I had always only seen them cooked, like, all Uh, the way down. Spinach. Yeah, that's that too. I feel like I... It's been under 10 years where I realized, you know, what spinach looked like. Mm-hmm. Because I used to eat it out of a can. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's what I thought, you know, just that wilted. Yeah. Form. Uh, again, I talked about that back in the episode six with vegetables. Just the way you, the way you buy them is also going to impact your preference on vegetables in general. So especially as a kid, and I know as we grew up, sometimes we had fresh vegetables. I think Daniel had more fresh vegetables in his house than I did. But you get used to having the textures and the taste of frozen vegetables, canned vegetables, microwave vegetables, and you don't realize that fresh vegetables taste different. Now, I did explain the difference between a fresh vegetable that you buy at a grocery store and one that you buy at a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So we are in Ohio right now, which is where I'm originally from. They, they live here in Ohio. So we have winners. We got real winners here. So you don't have farmer market farmers markets year round like you would in California or Florida or you know a warmer climate state so getting a farmers market quality vegetable might cost us more here than it would in a Florida or California where it might actually be cheaper but they're also getting a better nutritional value because a farmers market apple let's say is going to be a day or two old at most and the same apple that you get in the grocery store is fresh, yes, but they had to pick it a week early in order to get it to you. So a lot of the nutritional value might not be the same because it wasn't picked at peak ripeness. It didn't have full time to develop, which is why you get them hard baseball avocados when you go to the oh store because that. they weren't picked at peak ripeness. I just went at the store today looking for avocados because I wanted to make a certain kind of sandwich for lunch. And I could not find one that was anywhere near right. They were, so, every single Baseball. one was so hard. <laughs> so I still got a couple, but I was like, I guess I'm not having my sandwich you have to today. Wait, wait a few days. Exactly. Vegetables, that texture. And, and again, referencing that episode again, when you buy vegetables that have been frozen or canned, they've already been pre-blanched. So they're already partially cooked before you cook them again and most people will continue to cook them as if they're raw which will cook out a lot of nutritional value the flavor and the texture so we're eating brussels sprouts out of a can that already have some kind of you know preservation liquid around it and it makes them soggy but if you take fresh brussels sprouts and cook them in in, you know high heat quick and fat they'll still be crispy or if you fry them they'll be crispy so a lot of people have this thing, this notion about Brussels sprouts. They've been more in style recently, but that Brussels sprouts are disgusting. It's baby cabbage. Them. We have them uh, in the fridge right yeah. now. But it's it's like, it's, it's baby cabbage, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a different strain. But there's one original plant that ended up making like five different vegetables. I can't remember what mm-hmm. all of them are, but Brussels sprouts, cabbage, lettuce, and broccoli all oh, derive from the same plant. They just have different flavor profiles and they were different parts of the plant and flowering. So like broccoli was the flower and then they just didn't let it sprout far enough. So they were packed with the florets. Hmm. Same thing with cauliflower. Cauliflower. Okay. So they're all derived from the same plant. That is interesting. But they all have different flavor profiles, nutritional Hmm. values, textures, colors. And obviously people eat with their eyes. Again, I made reference in another episode about kids being born with 10,000 taste buds and by the time you get older 
you only have 5,000. Yeah, I so, heard that. I was like, wow. So they have much more distinctive taste, which is why they're so picky most of the time. Because they can taste a little bit of everything. I don't know if you know, but going back to what we talked about earlier, where what did you not like as a kid that you grew mm-hmm. to like as an adult? And I've always heard as you get older, your taste buds change. Mm-hmm. So I had never heard that you actually get, they become less, mm-hmm. um, but that they change. So do they actually change or do we just begin to like stuff because we lose some of the taste buds and so we don't, ta- you know, so, taste it the same. So I'm not sure if, did I reference this in an episode already about the taste buds? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah, okay, so in that same episode, I talked about cell regeneration. So you know on your body, your skin, it sheds and then you just get fresh layers that constantly arise. So the same thing happens in your entire body, except for a couple places. Like your brain cells don't replace, your eyes are like the same size from when you're a kid till now. That's why kids look like they have such big eyes, (laughs) because they're the same size for their, most of their entire lives. Um, But your tongue refreshes cells every two weeks, Hmm. because it's in such high use. It's a high traffic area in your body, you're eating every day. Right. Some people three, four, or five times a day. So that's a lot of traffic across your tongue, and it's one of the stronger muscles in your body. So it has to constantly regenerate cells like on top of it. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> feel like a lizard, look like a lizard, so, act like a lizard. So your your cells regenerate every two weeks. You basically will have a fresh set of cells. They're replacing the ones they had, so they'll have the same properties as the ones it's replacing. Mm-hmm. But some of them don't come back as strong as the old ones that you had and then they eventually just lose sensitivity just like your smell you don't smell the same things like you did when you were a kid but when you do smell certain stuff it might jog jog more memories than actual sights and sounds do Mm -hmm. a lot of people will say that smells will generate stronger memories than any other sense oh yeah so if you smell like you walk in you know one of our aunt's houses or something and you smell something familiar you're like oh i remember like 20 years ago when you know you walked into that same smell but the smell is a part of your taste Mm -hmm. so if if you hold your nose and try to that's why you ever see kids or people will tell kids to hold their nose because yeah. your smell is part of your taste. So, like, I think it's 80%. I'm not sure of the specific statistic, but 75, 80%, whatever it is, of your taste is based off of you smelling it at the same time. So, if you were to hold your nose as you taste something, you it might taste it more much. bland yeah. or you're not getting the full essence of whatever the dish is. Especially if it's something hot with, you know, a lot of water vapor, it's steaming or whatever. You're like... Oh, that smells good. Yeah. And that, that fajita plate that comes by is sizzling. You're like, we oh, got peppers on there. <laughs> like, what is so that that smell is part of the taste and the mem- the memory that you have tied to a lot of dining is based off, of, oh, that smells good. Yeah. A lot of people say that before food even hits anywhere. So true. It smells good. You already know you're going to yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't always think about smell, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with your food, and I was just talking to this with our cousin JJ not too long ago. He was wa- having me walk him through making a, a pot roast at one point, and he was asking me about the sauce. He said, "Should I add, you know?" I said, "Add, you know, this much beef broth and this much water." He said, "Well, how much of each one?" I said, "Just keep tasting it, make sure it's tasting okay." I, I was like, every you know, twenty thirty minutes, just taste it. He was like, "Okay, but how much do I add?" I said, "Taste it." I was like, "Cooking is a process, and you have to taste it." at different parts throughout you know the entire That's meal true. to get the flavors right. I said if it's too salty, add more water. If it's uh 
if it's too watered down, add more broth. I said, you just have to balance it out as you make it. You can't mm-hmm. just add it at the end and right. then you're going to be... Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you have to check those things along the way. And the same thing with smells. You, you'll see chefs walk up to a pot and get a little right. whiff of it. Like, okay, yeah. it smells like it's coming right. right. But you still have to taste it to see if it's got enough salt in it. Right. Because you ain't going to smell the salt in it all the time. Do you yeah. like Ratatouille, the movie? Yes. I love that movie. I do. I do That's too. one to own. I do too. Yeah. That's one that we need a hard copy of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a definitely. Yeah, Ratatouille is up there for me though. It made good, re- even though it was a, an animated movie, it still made good references to the kitchen that made sense to me being a chef. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, he layered that ratatouille nice. <laughs> that's, some, that's some nice even slices there too. That's Good knife funny. skills there. We got rats in the kitchen though. <laughs> but yeah, I like the cooking movies that make good references. It's just like anybody who watches uh, a portrayal of their profession. They right. looking for how oh, accurate yeah. it is. So you can't even. Yeah, sometimes you can't even help it. You yeah. know, you just notice. Yeah, there used to be the, this show. It only lasted one season, but it was called Kitchen Confidential, and it had Bradley Cooper in it playing the main guy. His name was Jack Bourdain, not Anthony oh. Bourdain, but it was Love like the behind the scenes of cooking and things. It was like a sitcom though, but it was funny. But they made good references. And it was more realistic as to what goes in a kitchen, like the hazing of the intern and, you know, the hierarchy of who to pick on, who not to pick on. Like they picked on the intern and then the intern was like, well, who can I pick on? They were like, you at the bottom. And then he ran across a dishwasher and chose to pick on the dishwasher and the dishwasher punked him basically. And then the head chef came over and was like, hey, uh, you can't pick on the dishwasher. We need clean dishes. (laughs) He ain't at the bottom you are. So he had to find the realization that just because somebody washes dishes doesn't mean they're lower than you. So you're still working your way up. You have the he had more potential to be better. But at this point, the dishwasher is more important than the intern is. Yeah, it's not a sexy position, but it's vital. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The behind the scenes stuff that he gave people the big picture of, like, oh, this is all going on in the they kitchen. Reduced it to some characters. Right, exactly. So he was like, oh, he'd be picking on people and you yeah. know, you you can't hold a hot pot and you dropping pots and stuff and right, you, with no you Right, you mean you mean nothing? You mean to tell me you can't withstand a third degree burn for ten <laughs> seconds? <laughs> so, yeah, right. That's that stuff is real. So Anything else you guys want to add? Thank you for letting me come in here during this COVID outbreak and record <laughs> with you guys. About, Anytime. About picky kids. I love visiting. Love visiting the girls. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, uh, Dion, for your extra ad lib that was added to this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> check me out on social media. Um, I'm trying to divert more people to my website. So yourfoodlooksfunny.com will be the best place to listen to the episode or uh, to check out any merch or anything else about me. If you want to read about me, I'm, I'm fairly interesting. If you want to read the about section on there. Again, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Uh, next episode, I'm not sure what it's going to be about, but you'll know about it before it gets here. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'll check you out on the next one.